and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally... And often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right. A space for prayer, meditation, journaling. A space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. Our next guest has his feet in a lot of different areas of life that I am so interested in that I cannot wait for this conversation and I cannot wait for you to learn from him too. He is the founder of Udo's Choice and author of the book, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, which has sold over 250,000 copies. He's an acclaimed author and speaker. He has an eight-step process that takes into consideration all of the elements of nature and human nature, including physical health, mental health, presence and awareness, life energy, and being in harmony with nature and humanity. His background includes studies in biochemistry, genetics, biology, and nutrition, as well as a master's degree in counseling psychology. As you can see, I don't know if you know me at all, you know that these are fascinating topics and ones I'm consistently learning about too. So I cannot wait to learn from him. Big Dreamcast, welcome to Udo Erasmus. Hi, glad to be on. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you here. You have done so many cool things over your life. And I really want to start with your brand, Udo's Choice line, which can be found in Whole Foods and a lot of other health food stores. Tell us a little bit about uh, your story and how this came to be, because oftentimes businesses are not born out of accident. (laughs) They're born out of this either burning desire to make a change or a solution you found to your own problem. So I'd love to hear why Udo's Choice line started and, and what it's all about. It was an outcome that was completely not anticipated at the beginning. What happened was my marriage broke up and I was really upset and I wanted to kill something. And I had done a job as a gardener and had gotten a pesticide sprayer license. 
or pesticide applicator license, it was called. And I decided to take a full-time job as a pesticide sprayer because pesticides are used to kill things. And I wanted to kill something because I was really, really upset. And so I sprayed pesticides for three years, really carelessly. I walked barefoot over lawns that I had sprayed and the skin peeled off my feet, off the bottom of my feet. So I thought, okay, rubber boots. So then I wore rubber boots and a bathing suit and it was a summer job. And uh, so the wind would drift the spray on my back and people even said to me, aren't you worried you're going to get poisoned? I said, nah, I'm immune. And then I got poisoned. <laughs> and I went to the doctor and said, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? And she said, nothing. And that day, it became 100% clear to me that health, my health is my responsibility. And because they had nothing to offer, the experts that we like to depend on and not take responsibility, you know, give responsibility to, I didn't have one of those. So I had a background in biochemistry, genetics, psychology. I mean, I spent a lot of years studying and decided to use my biochemistry background to try and figure it out for myself. And I knew that the body turns over 98% every year. This is like an important point. 98% of the atoms that are in my body right now, in your body right now, if we meet a year from now, 98% of those atoms will have been removed and replaced, which means the body is always a, a major construction site. So knowing that, if you raise the standard of food, water, air, and light, which is what the body is made from, if you raise your standard of your intake of those, within one year, you can have rebuilt your body to a higher standard. 98% of your body, that's why healing is possible because it's always turning over. You put in better, better building materials. Life knows how to make a better body. And so it's always a question of if something's going wrong with you physically, you need to raise your standard. Maybe you're frying too much, or maybe you're eating not enough fiber plant products, or maybe you're cooking too much, or maybe you're making the wrong choices of foods. But it, one way or another, if you raise your standard, life will rebuild your body 98% every year. That's amazing. So what are the symptoms of pesticide poisoning? What were you experiencing? Well, I got cramps, nausea, dizziness. Uh, if I turned my head, it felt like my head turned, but my brain didn't. Now, obviously, your brain turns when your head turns, but that's what it felt like. Huh. It was really strange. And and no energy. I always had lots of energy. I had no energy. I was like, a, I, I was 38 and I was like 80. You know, if I walked around a city block, I had to sit down and rest, which was really unusual. And you saw that decline in the three years of, so it was a fairly quick decline as well. Yeah, no, it hit me one day. Okay, okay, yeah. one day, one day. Yeah, and, okay. yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure it came from, we, we were at a big institution doing spraying there. They wouldn't let us clean up to have lunch. And I think I licked some of it off my finger. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I knew it was, I, I knew it was pesticide poisoning because it was so obvious. Wow, okay. And so... You know, but they tried to talk me out of it. So I, I went to the government and said, like, can you, can you give me the research you have on pesticides and pesticide poisoning? They wouldn't give it to me. Did they just not have it? No, they have it. They have it, but they did not want to release they it. They wouldn't give it to me. Interesting. And then they said, oh, you probably just got a flu because some of the symptoms are flu-like. So, and at that point, I, I actually got a little angry because uh, I didn't think that that was responsible of an institution to not make the information available. So I went to Greenpeace 
Greenpeace was was a it was started in Vancouver where where I live, right? And they had two people that I talked to that had collected information on pesticides and their and their effects on health. And so I went through all of that stuff. And then I got into the research journals on health and nutrition, disease and nutrition. And I got ended up getting stuck in the area of fats and oils because that was the most confusing area. And these are the most sensitive of our nutrients. And they need the most care. And we actually give them the least care. And then I started looking at it. I say, I, I can't get healthy on oils that are damaged the way we're damaging the oils. We should make them with health in mind. No, it's like, you know, when I say we should, you know, this is like I should, right? They Someone should. out there. Well, oh, I, wait, should. I guess it'll be yeah. me. <laughs> right? and, so, and so then the, then I was, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do that. And it's not that hard to do. You have to protect the oils from light, from oxygen, from heat. And you have to make a very tight system in order to do that. So I developed a diagram for it, and then we had engineers put it together. Wow. And then, and then the year I got poisoned, the year after I got poisoned, so I got poisoned in 1980. 1981, it was established that omega-3s are essential nutrients. Now, what essential nutrient means, it's a nutrient that your body cannot make from anything else, but you have to have it to live and be healthy, so it must be brought in from outside. If you don't get enough, you can't stay healthy, you will deteriorate. And if you don't get enough long enough, you'll die. That's how important this stuff is. These are the, the, the major required building blocks for body construction. And then if you are going down because you're not getting enough, but before you die, you bring enough back into the diet, all of your symptoms from not getting enough are reversed because life knows how to do what it needs to do, provided we take responsibility at our mouth to make sure optimum amounts of all of the essential building blocks land in our body so life can do its job and that's like there's 42 of the 18 42 essential building blocks that you don't get that you can't make in your body can't make in your body and you have to get with food so they have to come out from outside yeah 18 minerals 13 vitamins nine essential amino acids from protein and two essential fatty acids from fats omega-3 and omega-6 and then i started focusing on these on the omega-3 and 6, because they're the most sensitive nutrients. Okay, so when you say most sensitive, what do you mean? Light oxygen, if you put them, if you put take an oil out of a seed or a nut, and you put it in a dish, light will damage it, oxygen will make it go rancid, right. and if you put it in the frying pan, you will twist the molecules and turn some of them into trans fatty acids. And then you're changing molecules that God and nature made into something that didn't exist in nature, that therefore life never made a genetic program to break it down. Doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, the, 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 the whole genetic program only works when you live in line with the natural system out of which it you came and which made that natural program to adapt you to being able to live in nature. And then you take every step you take away from that, right. that'll cost you something in health eventually. We did a family weekend this weekend. We went to Great Wolf Lodge. I don't know if they have those in Canada, but it's like a big water park and kids can run mm-hmm. around and play and parents can read their book. I mean, that's my dream life. <laughs> I go play and I get to... Um, yeah. But what I noticed, right, is that these places, they're feeding us pizza and candy and ice cream and all of these things. And it got me really thinking if we were to build, let's say a robot that needed broccoli to survive, and Mm -hmm. then we're feeding it junk food, right? Eventually that robot is going to rust and not be as functional. And I think of 
that in the same way as our human bodies. Like we are not feeding ourselves what it really needs. And so our bodies are breaking. Right. That's, yeah. And our degenerative diseases. So we're talking about cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes. Those are the ma three major ones. You know, they used to be called diseases of civilization. And, and in a way that what they were saying is in creating civilization, we got out of line with nature. And that's why we get these degenerative conditions. They're called degenerative. The body falls apart when you don't get the building blocks it needs, when you don't give it the building blocks. And you can, it's even been measured. For zinc, it's like 50 to 60% of the population doesn't get the minimum recommended amount. For vitamin D, it's somewhere between 60 and 85%. You know, and for each one of those 42 essential nutrients, except for the proteins, because we're not pro mostly protein deficient in the Western world. But there's a percentage of the population that doesn't get enough. For omega-3, it's 99% of the population doesn't get enough omega-3 for optimum health. Wow. Wow. And for, for magnesium, it's somewhere between 60 and 80%. And for the B vitamins, it's in the neighborhood of a third of the population. For vitamin A, it's about 50%. So, so for each one, for vitamin C, it's 41% that doesn't even get the 60 milligrams that are the low end of, of adequate. Optimum might be 1,000, right. might be 2,000, depends, it's different for different people. But we don't even know how good we could feel because we've gotten so used to feeling lousy. Yeah, wow. yeah, all the, all the best good, although the best good feeling is not physical. Oh, that's true, that's true. The life doesn't require vitamins, but the body does. Okay. Meaning our spirit, our soul. Yeah, whatever you call that. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't require. No, it's not. It's right. we don't. You don't feed it stuff. Right. You, you feed it attitude. Right. Right. Yeah. So you feed it gratitude. <laughs> you, you know, you feed it. Gee, wow. You know, because I'm just dust, water, air, and solar energy. That's all. This is. That's all a human being is. Yeah. Ever has been. Ever ever needed to be. And that got put together in a way that allows me to have the human experience for a few uh, for a few decades. How incredible is that, right? Because being human is a lot more interesting than just being being a puddle of water, right? But we just we we are just a puddle, three buckets of water, a handful of dust, right? A little bit of a little bit of oxygen, all mixed up by solar energy. Ta -da! A human being, and I can yeah, laugh and said, cry and dance and sing. We're made of food, water, air, and light. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So That's you it. you really went in you went all in on the fats and oils and and not just decided to create your own line but you also created your own production of how to I created the method and then engineers built built the machinery and then a number of other people learned from us how to do that. So my claim to fame in all of that is really the method for making oils so they're not damaged so that they retain their health benefits. Because oils are vindictive. They treat you like you treat them. If you treat them with care, they'll take care of you. And if you damage them, they will damage your health. Okay. Because you're changing them when you when you damage them. You change them into something that didn't exist in nature. Right. And then that doesn't belong in your body because your body is part of nature. So what types of products are in Udo's line that we could get at Whole Foods and even other stores? After I did the work with oils and I said, okay, what's, what's the next most neglected area? Because oils are the most neglected area. More health problems come from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition. And more health benefits come from making an oil change that your body needs. And that's the most, most mis 
addressed and misunderstood and falsified area of all of them. Second, I said, you know what? Digestion is the second area. Everybody's got something, one end or the other, right? Either you got diarrhea or you're constipated or you're burping, you know, sulfur burps or your, your, your stomach hurts, you feel bloated, you know, you have food allergies, you know, so there's lots, lots of problems. And this is why, because so much goes through the digestive system and it's all foreign stuff. And so the immune system is involved in digestion if your digestion isn't working. And the biggest thing where we've messed up is in nature. Every creature that eats food eats it fresh, whole, raw, and organic. When we cook our foods, we destroy the enzymes in the food that actually do about 60% of the digestion of the foods for us. That means we more than double our digestive load, but our digestive system wasn't made for that. So if we cook foods or process them or fry them, we need to bring back the enzymes as supplements, bring back the enzymes that were destroyed when the foods were cooked, because that destroys the enzyme. And the second one was, there are probiotics on foods, friendly bacteria that are very important for gut function. When we cook, and, and they're on raw foods, so that's where creatures in nature get them. You eat, you eat, cow eats grass, it's got probiotics on the grass. They start in its mouth, work their way through the whole digestive system, and do good things. But when we cook our foods, we kill them, and now we don't get them. And now all of the functions they have in our digestive system are not getting done. And then unfriendly bacteria can take over, and then we get lots of problems because they make stuff that gets absorbed into the body that, that hurts us. So if you cook your foods, you gotta, <laughs> you got to replace the, the probiotics that you killed. And so that's done as a supplement as well. And those are best refrigerated because the best probiotics are sensitive. Uh, they, if, you, if they're in capsules, if they're, they're dry, they'll, like, they'll deteriorate. So you could have them all dead within 50 days. If you want a year shelf life, you got to put them in the fridge. So the oil goes in the fridge and probiotics go in the fridge. Enzymes you can put on the shelf. So that was the second thing. And then I worked with fiber. And then the third one was, okay, so oils, uh, digestion. What's next? Greens. Everybody knows. We're, eat your greens. Nobody does. <laughs> Hardly anybody does. So we made greens that, that are, are portable that you can take when you're traveling if you, if you want to have control over it. And we made them taste good. And, uh, you know, because greens not, don't necessarily always taste that good, right? I mean, right. I, like, I like the taste of broccoli, but there are a lot of people who don't, right? Right. right. And, and then I made another, another product that comes from herbs and spices, phytonutrient product. Ooh. So I've, I've uh, done that as well. Uh, so they, there's, you know, and fundamentally, you want to look at all of, all of it and, and address it in the order. This is how I think. In the order of that is most neglected because when it's most neglected that's where you're going to do the most good when you have the biggest you, need yeah. When you, yeah so how long did it take you to reverse your poisoning to no longer experience those symptoms a couple years and the energy was the was the big issue everything yeah. else was fixed pretty quick the nausea dizziness that didn't take take that long cramps didn't take that long but the lack of energy was about two years and i started doing all kinds of things eating I was already eating raw foods uh, because it was always easy. I always had other things to do. And so raw food was just, a, you know, I just looked it up and went, went where I went and munched, munched away. Raw cabbage, you know, I'm like a brother from another planet. I don't know if you, know, you ever saw the movie, but the guy walks down the street with a 
head of cabbage in his hand and he's like, <laughs> that's kind of like me. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. And, and so, and then, and then I started when I was, when I was traveling and talking to people, I would notice there were people who knew more about health than I did because everybody who came through their town talking about health, they would go there and take copious notes and listen attentively. And they, and they had books, stacks of books of notes they'd taken. And they had health problems that seemed to me would be very simple to fix. And so my question became, well, you know, it's one thing to provide good information, but then how do you get people to apply good information? Because you don't get results unless you apply it. And so I realized that, you know, as important as accurate information is, because lying is a form of dictatorship. When people lie to you, they take your choice away because you can't make good choices on lies, right? So accurate information is really important, but as important is inspiration. And my view was that people will not make changes unless they're inspired. And so part of it then became is, okay, it's got to be really clear that I present information, but the inspiration is as important. And so I learned how to, how to talk without notes so that it would be spontaneous, because it's really hard to read a political speech and sound inspired. Right. Try, they try. But honestly, it's not the same as you're talking and, and, and you're presenting and, and you're doing it just from trusting that whatever needs to come through will come through. And that gets you into a whole other area. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you're exactly right. We can, I, I tell people all the time, if we all could change just from hearing it, we'd all be living our dream life. You know, we wouldn't be having problems. Yeah. But we don't just hear it. We actually do have to apply it. We have to embody it. We have to do something yeah. different to create new habits and to take us in a different direction. And so I want to talk about your, how you kind of inspire people for that change. But first I want to ask about the business side of Udo's choice, because you were not a production person or a physical product person before you started that company. Is that right? I never thought, I, I never, no, I had no business background. Okay. So you weren't someone who like knew how to do it. You had no. to learn how to do it. Yeah. Well, it's a little different when we say we need to learn things. And I used to do this in school. When I was in school, I wrote notes, memorized my notes, gave my professors their wisdom back in their own words, because I could write as fast as they could talk because I developed my own shorthand to be able to do that. And I got good marks, but that's not learning. That was just memorization and I got good marks. I had lots of other interests. I had no business background. What I found out is when, when I realized that omega-3s are essential and that 99% of the population doesn't get enough and that they're really sensitive and they need a lot of care, I went off like a firecracker. And I said, oh my. It was like, oh my God, we could help so many people. And that, that inspired me. And it's out of that enthusiasm that the business got built. Now, I didn't do the bookkeeping and all of that, but we made tons of business decisions, mainly about standards, you know, and then decisions about how I was going to present it, that I was going to do it spontaneous and not from, not from written notes. I, I canned my PowerPoints because I heard once only mediocre people use PowerPoints. Really good people don't use them and really bad people don't use them. This, you know, and, and yeah. but, the, but the spontaneous delivery really made sense to me. This is a live interaction with a live audience. I was doing a lot of it. I was doing like four talks a day 
you know, and I've done probably over 5,000 talks, live talks. And then I was doing media and we were traveling and, you know, and the enthusiasm is brought to the practicality, which is sounds kind of funny, but we made so many business decisions. I made business decisions and I had no background in business, but I didn't do the bookkeeping. So there are certain things in business that I didn't do. But in terms of spearheading it and focusing it and keeping it focused and going forward on it. You and inspiring spark. people. Yeah, there was a spark. Yeah. There was a spark. You were lit from the inside out. Exactly. And people wanted to be part of it because mm-hmm. inspiration is inspiring. Mm-hmm. And everybody's looking for inspiration. They even go to really bad people. If they're inspired, but really bad goals, they'll follow that too. That's true. So, I mean, you're exactly right. I wasn't a business major either. And we built a business for 15 years. You know what I mean? I think when you have that spark lit, you have that desire and that motivation, that inspiration to seek out the how, you know, you don't need to know it all, but you, everything is learnable. Right. And so you figured out, how do I, how do I figure out this method? I will do all my research and then create my own. How do I find a place to create the oils, I will go seek it out and find one and build relationships. Yeah. And one thing leads to another. Yeah, I I didn't even go that far. I basically did what I could on my own. And when I needed more help, the help showed up. Okay. So yeah. for instance, at one point, I was talking to somebody who was going to do the factory, and I was going to be the educator. And then he couldn't do it because something happened that made it impossible for him. So I sucked back and I said, well, okay, I can't do, I can't do the factory. What can I do? Oh, I can do the book. So I wrote the book. I moved in with my mother, wrote the book. It took me almost six years to write the original book. And then the book went out. You know, I had a little publisher. The book went out and found audiences that I wouldn't, I didn't know, right? I mean, I didn't know that beforehand. I'd never written a book either, right? And then I wrote, I wrote the book three times. The second time I started reading and I was 30 pages into writing it rather, writing it. I was 30 page into it and I looked at it and I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy this book. So I knew I had to start over. And then on the third try, it just fell into place. And I literally wrote 54 out of 59 chapters, just one after the other, day after day after day. And then, of course, we did some editing. And I put in five other chapters that I'd missed in that flow. But there was a flow that, that it's, it's, it's like channeling. I don't know what you call it, but I don't know where it comes from. You know, it's like there's not somebody saying, hey, I'm going to channel through you, you know, but but it just flowed. It was like it came together in my being because I was committed to it and I was obsessed with it, really. Yeah. And then and it's out of that what some people call the magnificent obsession. Out of that, everything developed. People came. They wanted to be part of it. And we would. But we had standards for oils, especially, you know, at the beginning at, for oils. And we would say to them, I, I, I designed a, a questionnaire because I had never done that either, right? Hiring people. So they say, these are people who wanted to distribute the oils. They would come and I'd say, so do you have ref- refrigeration in your, in your storage? If they said yes, I would hand them off to the guy who was my driver, who was also making the business deals to see if they could make a deal. If he said no, I said, are you willing to bring it in? And if they said yes, I would say to them, well, call us when you have it. And if they said no, I would say this is a good time to end the interview because we would not work with people who are not willing to take the same kind of care that we felt the oils needed in order to stay fresh. If they weren't willing to take that care, we were, we, we were not desperate to do business with anybody. Right, right. And so 
And then and it created a buzz. And in two years, flaxseed oil, which is what the first oil that I developed, well, it became the second highest selling oil in the in the health food trade, the natural foods trade, which is where we were active, right? And uh, you know, and it's the buzz that created all of it. It's the enthusiasm. Oh my God, I could help so many people. There's something about helping people that feels really good in the heart. Yeah. And and it's like ah, there's a purpose worth getting out of bed for. Yeah. Because you know? before that, I'd done gardening jobs and I'd done lots of all kinds of. Uh, blue collar jobs because I wanted to know what it felt like to be in the shoes of the people doing those jobs. But I didn't find, I find them instructive and I learned a lot. And at the beginning, when you start something new, you always learn a lot. So that was nice, but not, you know, it wasn't, it didn't speak to me. It's like, Hey, this is what you're here for. Yeah. And I, and I didn't know that I was even looking for purpose until I found it. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I get to do this. And, yeah. and that's what, that was, the, that was the drive behind it. I love that. I often say personal vision is when you get out of bed in the morning and you know why, mm-hmm. you know, you get up and you're excited. You're, you have mm-hmm. a zest towards life yeah. because you know where you're going and you feel like yeah. you're impacting the people around you as you go. And we would do four four talks in different places in a day and maybe a couple of media interviews. And it'd be like six in the morning, four in the morning sometimes to midnight, long days, short nights. I don't remember ever feeling like I was working. I don't remember ever feel. I mean, I would be physically tired, but I never had a day where I said, why am I doing this? I knew why I was doing this. This was like, oh, my God. It's like a mission from God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that first book that you were talking about is Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. No, is that right? The first book was called Fats and Oils. I rewrote that. Okay. Uh, and it became Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. Very cool. So in this day and age, because um, this has been quite a few years now since you've started, and you've probably seen a shift in the health industry and the overall um you know, organic and, you know, a lot of things have shifted over the past um, decades. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel like the world is right now in terms of healthy eating, pharmaceuticals? Um, have we gotten better? Are we gotten worse? What have you seen? Health is not a statistical thing. Health is a personal thing. So in general, it's gotten worse. But within that, people who are willing to make choices and be responsible for their own health have gotten better because we have the option to get to buy garbage and we have the option to buy really clean, fresh, whole organic foods. And we're heading in the direction of of more plant-based. That's good for both health and the environment. But you can can be on a plant-based diet that is not good for you. It might be still good for the environment, but still not have sugar. Because, yeah, <laughs> sugar, yeah, sugar and margarine, right? Right, <laughs> right, or fried fried oils, yeah. white sugar, white flour, white oils, right? Right, and it process, process, process. Processing is the biggest source of physical illness on this planet. Processing. Well, and I hear you saying two things. Number one, taking a hundred percent responsibility for our health because nobody cares more about our health than than we do. Right, but start, but start where you are, and just take it a little bit more, one step at a time. Sometimes we, you, you know, you're not starting at a hundred percent. So, but every day, you know, if you can de- make one meal closer to whole foods, yep. that'll make a difference. So, do what you can and do it, you know. But make it a commitment. 
set a higher standard and then work towards that standard. And then the other part of that is figuring out our our own spark, our own inspiration, our own motivation for being on this path. And I often say the first, I just turned 40. I had my 40th birthday and you know, last 20 years, I feel like I worked out to look good. And now I'm realizing I want to work out to feel good and I want to eat to feel good. So I can run around on the water slides and roller coasters and, you know, get out on the floor and play and be mobile. And, you know, as I now I'm aging, right? <laughs> now it's on downhill from here, but I'm just kidding. But it really is finding that motivation, that internal spark. Like yeah. you had to start your business. We can all find that reason to yeah. get and stay healthy one step at a time. Right. But, but I, I did, I, and I have to go back to when I got poisoned, I was already doing a stillness practice, had been doing it for eight years. And the stillness practice is probably the most important thing for health that anybody will ever do. Why? Because in a place of stillness inside, there's your God, there's your master, there's your Holy Spirit. They're all within you already, but you have to bring your awareness inside to rediscover them. When you're in your mother's body, you were in it in that space because there was no place to go, nothing to do. Everything was taken care of and it was safe. And so you just hang out. I call it the Buddha tank because it's like you're a little Buddha and you're in the light inside because your awareness has not been able to go outside because there was nothing nothing there, right? It wasn't a world of things, everything, you know. And then you came out and then your awareness went out into the world to get to know it for survival. And in that process, we lost our connection to our deeper self. And then our heart began to ache. That's what heartache is about. You know, it's something on the outside triggers your heart aching. Maybe somebody dumps you or maybe, you you know, somebody betrays you or maybe you had a hope for something and then somebody died or, you know, whatever it is. You were close to something, you put love into something and then it disappeared. Then your heart aches. But that heartache is not about the person who died or the, the betrayal. The heartache is you have tried to get your wholeness from something that changes so you know that that's not reliable and you're back to your own loss of your connection to yourself and that heartache is calling you to come home that's what all it is that's all it ever is it grounds you gets you out of your head makes you simple it's your driving force because there's something still missing there's still yeah you you know what's missing you're missing sitting still to this rediscover yourself is missing. So I had gotten to the point of of that when I was 30. And I had had an, a serious Christ experience, which just blew me away, completely reset my whole life. But it became a memory. And I was like, I want to live in that presence every day on a moment-to-moment basis. And And that question took me to a person who showed me a way to quiet myself and to go inside. And so I was... So I was already doing that. And of all the things to do in your life, that is actually the most important. That's what every master of every culture at any time that they had something to say, they said, put that first, Mm -hmm. make that first. So what I do is before I get out of bed in the morning, I do the practice. Why? Because I want to be fully present as much as I can. I'm not always fully present. This is because our senses will always take us out. And coming back will always have to be deliberate. But you know what? What I get from 
being present in the time that I am is so richly rewarding. It is so rich. It is so uh, abundant, right? That say, okay, well, this is this is worth committing to. And then I have a foundation and then I'm not confused. And then I don't make really stupid decisions because I have a foundation from which, because of which, and for which I'm alive. Mm. Amen. Amen. Is that the eight-step process that the you... Eight, well, the eight-step process goes through all of it because if you talk about the eight-step process, number one is internal awareness. Internal awareness, formless, peaceful, still, and that's where your wholeness lives. Because if you're disconnected from that, you don't feel whole. You can't feel whole if you're disconnected because it is your it is your foundation. That's also where you end up when you die, by the way. And when you do practice, to, to practice that place, dying is going to be much less of a big issue mm-hmm. because dying is just for the body. Anything right. that has form will lose its form. This has no form to begin with. It will never lose anything. And out of that foundation comes my existence, but so does the existence of the universe, comes out of that foundation. So internal awareness. Out of that comes life energy. Life energy is solar energy. The sun shines on green leaves, activates electrons. They bond. The solar energy is stored in those bonds. That some of those molecules, that they make molecules, some of those molecules become food. We eat that food, we break it down inside, or life breaks it down inside, and that energy is released. That's our life energy. And that life energy is unconditional love for the body. You want a model of unconditional love? Yep, it's sitting right in every cell in your body. Something loves you unconditionally. I was born in a war, so I, I was not, I didn't understand any of that. Uh, the war ended when I was three. It was really messy. We were refugees and the Allies were shooting at us and the communists were chasing us and Hitler had created the mess and the Pope had, had uh, agreed not to, not to criticize him. You know, So they were all involved in this really crazy, 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 crazy thing. And I was in the middle of it. And I was really shy and nervous and quiet. I, I loved books because they were safe. No, no real bullets flying out of, out of books. And always wanted to find out how things work. So, and when I was six years old, I, I watched people argue and I said, man, there must be a better way to live. And I'm going to find out how that's been my driver. That's my big driver. How, you know, and, and part of that is the problem is us. Human nature is what we need to be in touch with. So the, so this unconditional love, it's omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient in your body. There's your God. It's the power that runs the show. It weighs nothing, runs everything. And whether you call that power solar energy or life energy or Christ or Buddha or Krishna, doesn't matter. It is what it is, and it runs your show. Mm-hmm. And when I was 27, the war ended before I was three. When I was 27, I was still bitching about it. Yeah, what do you expect? I was born in a war, right? And then one day, I was sitting quietly on a porch in the sunshine, and it occurred to me, oh, my God. All this time, through all my dramas and all my traumas, something took perfect care of me. Because here I am, still here, went through all of that. Something took perfect care of me. And I have never given whatever that is that took perfect care of me, either a word of thanks or, or a, a moment of appreciation or ever tried to maybe get to know it a little better because it's been a pretty good friend to me. And that was a huge turnaround in, in my before, you know, before I had that experience and before I started doing the practice. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It was just an insight that came out of just sitting still on a porch. And I wasn't trying to sit still. I was just there. Mm. And I was like, and then it's like, okay, yeah, I really want to get to know this. And I thought I would get to know it in biology when I studied it, because biology means study of life. We never studied life in biology. We studied form and function. We studied molecules. We studied, you know, all of that stuff, uh, cells and structures, We all that. And I always thought we were going to end up with a beaker of life, filled with life, and that life would be liquid and shining. But I never got it in biology. In psychology, we didn't study soul. We studied the mind, right? In medicine, we didn't study health. We studied disease, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and fundamentally, this, the, the study that what I was looking for was I was actually looking for myself. But not myself as a as a body, myself as a human being. Yeah. The being part. The being. I was looking for that, but I didn't know because nobody was talking about that kind of stuff. And my heart ached when I was 17, my heart ached and I couldn't shake it. And and I didn't know what it was. And nobody talked about it. It's like before meditations and all of you know, all those kind of practice self-knowledge practices. And I I didn't get that figured out till I was 30 when I started doing the practice because when you go into into that then the heartache goes away the heartache is just your thirst your your hunger your yeah. call your call to come home you feel like something's missing yeah something's missing yeah. And, and you're being called to come home to where it's not missing mm-hmm. <laughs> to where right? you're found yes and the, <laughs> and, and the answer to that to that heartache is just behind it just a little deeper inside than the heartache so so that that area so that's so we talked, so that's unconditional love. That's the master. Master lives in every human being, runs everything. The third one is inspired creativity. And that's the shine of life into the world, the shine of unconditional love into the world. That's where your purpose and your will and all of that comes from. And then it's the physical body. That's what we usually talk about when we talk about health. And so there we have food and fitness. We have water and air. We have rest, recovery, um, and detox and avoiding toxins. That's kind of the area. Then the next one, I call it survival smarts. That's the, that's the protective part of mind. That's best uh, practiced proactively. So whatever kind of emergencies can arise in the place where you are, find yourself, it's helpful to develop stills, uh, skills for those emergencies. So earthquake zones, flood zones, you know, hurricanes, and whatever, whatever the issues are. Preparedness for that is a good idea. And calmness, being able to get to the calm place under fire is also really helpful. So that's number five. Number six is social group. Who you hang out with affects your health. Number seven is natural environment. What we do to the environment, we do to ourselves. And we've been messing that up irresponsibly for about 10,000 years. We have uh, we've cut down three quarters of the trees that were on the planet 10,000 years ago. There were 10 trillion trees. Now there's 2.5. And to bring bring them all back, every man, woman, and child alive today would have to plant a thousand trees. You know, this is but but you know, generally speaking, you want to fix the environment. You need to do less except plant trees and organize water, uh, you know, slow down the rate that water that falls on land goes back to the ocean. That way you raise your water tables and you you keep the water sustainable. Because we're dumping that water, it's dumping by the millions of gallons into the ocean. Right. And then there are places that have no water. Right. That's just a that's just a question of water management. Hmm. Yeah. So and then the, and then number eight is the big picture. 
the fact that here, here I am in a sheddable form, you know, in a form that has a, a, a bef- best before date, right? In a, in a form that will eventually wear out and die in an infinite universe and to be okay to be in this form. But, and then the goal is to be in touch with all eight, to give each of these eight parts, each has a different uh, nature, a different function, needs a different kind of attention, needs attention on a regular basis, goes off in a different way in response to a different kind of intervention. The goal is to be fully present in all of my being and my surroundings, and then you live the ch- the cherished state of life. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, the being before we do, and it sounds like a lot of the you know powerful answers that we're all searching for are truly within ourselves already and can be found in yep. that stillness. Yep. In fact, I uh, I just did a retreat. I hosted a retreat a couple weekends ago in North Carolina, and it was super fun. And we did hikes, and we did yoga, and meditations, and fireside chats. And I gave everybody journal questions and said, "Go spend a half an hour by yourself, and mm. you know, answer these questions." And what I found was that uh, the aha moments didn't come from a wise word I said, or, you know, the hike that we did, it came from finally creating the space to listen to themselves. And so many got exactly what they needed because they finally asked themselves those questions to, Mm. to awaken that part that maybe hasn't been listened to in a while. Yeah. The ocean of answers is already inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. (laughs) Just just most of the time there's no listener. Talking to no one. That is that. Well, you're exactly right. And I love that you mentioned with the the spark of and being motivated to make a change, to focus on our health inside and out starts with being uh, still, starts with listening, starts with awakening that side, uh, that part of ourselves that is that has no listener and, and is, is there for the, the taking. Um, but then one step at a time, making whole food choices. Um, choosing fats and oils that are not rancid, that are not changing within our body. Um, because honestly, we probably don't know how good we could feel uh, until we make these changes. And then we have an energy that and a clarity of mind that we didn't know we were missing. Yeah. What's interesting is that, you know, when, when my life is amazing and it feels incredible to be alive, I will do whatever I need to do to prolong that as long as I can. But if I'm not inspired, you know, making changes is too hard. It's a lot of work to make changes. And if I'm really uninspired, depressed, I might even destroy my body deliberately because I don't think life is worth living. Well, life is worth living. And you know that for sure when you get in touch with life. So before you do anything else stupid, get in touch out of your head into the feeling of being alive. And in that feeling, you will find everything. When your spark is lit, right? That's where the motivation comes from. I often say it's not my job to light a fire under you. Yeah. It's my job to light a help light a fire within you, yeah. right? And when you've got yeah. that, the rest falls yeah. into place. And purpose one is to be f- fully present in your in your being because it's a gift you were given yeah. that no one else can enjoy for you. So if you don't enjoy it, it's a wasted gift. That's ju- that's purpose one. Purpose two is once you've done that, help where you can. It's not complicated. Help where you can, right? It's little things. It's not unnecessarily big things. 
could be big things too, but help where you can and whatever you have talent for, whatever whatever you, you find inspiration or enthusiasm, right? Could be, so you see, I want to save the world, start with yourself, right? Amen, amen. So tell us about Total Sexy Health and how we can um, get some more goodness from you because you're full of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, the, so the reason it was called Total Sexy Health is because sexy is the power word, right? Everything gets sold by sexy. And I thought, you know what? It would be really cool to use the power word to sell people on themselves because we are magnificent. Human beingness is awesome and magnificent when we are present in it. And so the, those are the eight parts of it. Each one of them confers something to your sexiness. And I don't mean by sexy, it's, this is not about having sex. This is about being full on, alive, present. You know, the, you, you know when, you meet, when you meet people like this, like there's, a, there's, yeah. there's something there, yeah. right? But it's not, it's not the shape of the face and it's not the size of the hands. And it, 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 there's just an energy there, right? And, and that energy is best when you're in line with each of those eight parts. So you have to give each part its due. You can't just, you know, some people just don't want to do it with food. That's not enough. Some people just want to do it with prayer. That's not enough. Some people just want to do it by working out. That's not enough. They're all part of it, but you've got to give each one its due. And when you don't, then the, the, what each part confers to your sexiness leaves the building. And when you get it back in line, you get it back. That's the model. So it's a very simple model. There's a, the, there's a cherished state. What is out of line determines how, how little of that cherished state you experience. Mm. So these eight, you give each one its due and you, there's something. Then, then it's like, then like you're full on. Right, right. And, and is there any reason why any human being wouldn't want to be full on? Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what everybody's looking for. They want yeah. to have meaning in yeah. their life and they want to share their life with people they love. They want yeah. to be full on. Right. Right. And, 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 and if, they're not, if they're not full on, then they will gravitate towards people who are full on. Right. And if they get to the right people who are full on, those full on people will t- turn them back to their own full onness. Those, are, those were the masters. It domino effects, doesn't it? It ripple effects and impacts people, which is another reason why we say you're like the five people you hang around. Go find five people you want to be like. Go right. find five people who are full on and right. learn from them because it does, yeah. it ripple effects. Yeah. Well, you have the um, total sexy health. You've got a portion of it, I believe, available for our listeners today. If you guys go to theudo.com, you're going to find all things, books and learnings, and um, you can subscribe and get access to all of the things that he does, courses and all that good stuff. And then if you're interested in all of the products that he mentioned, including probiotics, the greens, the, um, you know, the flaxseed oil, all of those, he, you can go to udoschoice.com. It's actually um, called Udo's Oil. Oh, Udo's Oil. Okay. Yeah, it's a blend of, it's a blend, it's better balanced than flax oil. Ooh. I became omega sixty deficient on flax oil. Ooh, okay. Because it's, it's unbalanced oil, so it's, we made a blend that is properly balanced. It's better. Okay, perfect. Well, we all want that Udo's oil, um, and they go to udoschoice.com for the products. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys will have all the links in the show notes below, but udoschoice.com for the products. 
and theudo.com for books and learning um, and, and check out Total Sexy Health, which sounds like these eight uh, alignments when you give good attention to them. Yeah, the, um, the, the subtitle of it is The Eight Key Parts Designed by Nature. Ooh, so yeah. we're talking, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an overview of the whole territory. Yeah. And uh, it's actually quite, I'm, I'm still, I read it sometimes. And I said, wow, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's inspired, right? Or channeled, like, inspired, channeled. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I mean, you guys can hear. Uh, the decades of wisdom that he has experienced and you've got so much to continue to teach us. And so definitely check out Udo's Choice um, and theudo.com, you guys, to continue to learn more. Um, But I just want to say thank you to you, Udo, for saying yes to your journey. I think a lot of times we can stay stuck in that victimhood and that anger and that wanting to beat ourselves up like you were for those three years. And Mm -hmm. so many live there in that state for decades. And -hmm. you got to a point where you said, "Mm, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm ready for something else. I I, I was there for decades too, right? (laughs) And then then there was an insight, right? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 And And then uh, you didn't keep that to yourself. You you're continuing to well, spread that. I, I actually did for for until 9/11 happened. Mm. When 9/11 happened, my take home was discontent people will always spread discontent. And if people who know what contentment is and I claim to be one of those people, if we don't do more to spread content, contentment, then they spread do to spread discontent. Guess where the world is going? Right. And at that point, I realized, you know what, this has been my own practice because I, it's important for me, but I, I think we, this needs to become a public topic of conversation and not, not banging, you know, concepts down people on people's heads, but to have the, but to begin to look for the experience and to begin to embody those experiences and to become the kind of people who can live on this planet sustainably for a very long time and we, we haven't been we haven't been very good at doing that for a very long time like you mentioned if people don't know that it's a choice then they're really not they're not making a choice and so even by bringing this into the conversation and teaching what you have learned you're giving people a choice to have their own stillness practice to choose wiser yeah. in their nutrition to at least, at least they know that there are more options yeah yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I'm fascinated learning from you. I'll definitely be checking out um, your products and your books and continue to um, connect with you on this journey. You guys, Total Sexy Health is uh, the book title. Definitely grab your copy and um, pick up all of your oils at udoschoice.com. Thank you again so much for being here. And thank you for amplifying the message. Absolutely. If it wasn't for you, I'd be talking to myself in the bathroom mirror. So thank you. <laughs> we so don't want that. Is, so what you're doing is amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys, have an amazing afternoon, and cheers to living your dream life. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.